Welcome to the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where you learn simple but effective ways to grow your law practice in just one hour a week. That's right, this is not your grandfather's podcast and we're not talking about your grandfather's marketing. We're talking about 21st century law firm marketing. Let's do it. Hey everybody, this is Nick Pavlidis. I'm so excited you're here for another episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast where we help motivated, growth-minded lawyers build better practices in less time. I am psyched about this episode because this episode is all about something that every single lawyer I have engaged with over the past 15 years struggles with, work-life balance. This isn't unique to lawyers. It is every single person in the workforce struggling with work-life balance. And the reason I am excited to do this is because I want to reset your thinking about work-life balance. It is so bogus in so many ways. It's one of those things that gets into our head and destroys our attitude, our energy. It creates drama. It creates uh, resentment. It creates so many bad emotions, but it doesn't have to. Here's why. You will never, ever, ever achieve balance for a number of reasons. Number one, how do you measure it? If you work 50 hours a week, what do you do for 50 hours a week besides that? Or do you start from a week? Is a week even the right time frame? Is it a year? And how do you divide up your time? If you're supposed to sleep eight hours a night in order, seven to nine hours a night or whatever, to in order to have a healthy body and a healthy, rejuvenated, refreshed mind, do you want to subtract that? Do you need eight hours of sleep to have balance? And if you have balance, do you balance that against the other 16 hours of day of the day and split those up into eight things? Do you find balance in each day? So you need eight hours of sleep, eight hours of personal uh, growth and personal time and eight hours of work. Well, that's not going to happen because you need to work eight hours or 10 hours sometimes or 15 hours a day. And then what do you do with the other things? Is that day just an imbalanced day? Is that a loss? Do you just move forward? And count that as one that you just didn't get, one that went to the te- to the to the firm or to the practice. Is that imbalance? But what if you work one week and you work a hundred hours, and the next week you work zero? Is that imbalance or is that out of balance? Versus fifty and fifty. What is balance? How do you measure it? There is absolutely no way to measure it. You might have a busy month and a slow month. And that may, quote, balance out, but that doesn't feel anybody. On the busy month, you're frustrated because you're working so much and you're you're eating unhealthy, perhaps, or you're not exercising as much as you want. You're not spending time with your family or your kids or whatever it is you want to do or doing your, uh, having fun with your hobbies or whatever, watching sports, whatever you want to do. And then the next month... You're just sitting there. You still have to go to the office most of the time. In most law firm situations, you still got to be there. Just because you don't have a lot of work to do doesn't mean you're not there. You're not working. You're not dedicating that time to it. So then you're frustrated because you're still there anyhow and you're not doing much. And sometimes you're worried. Is this going to be, uh, is this going to be go how it is going forward? Am I, if you're an associate or, or you're at a, at a firm that has some, 
part of a slowdown or you're in a down cycle in the economy and you're worried that maybe this is a permanent thing and I'm going to lose my job at some point, this is the trap that people fall into when they're worried about work-life balance. They're trying to figure out what balance is. They're frustrated when it's busy. They're frustrated when it is slow and when it is just somewhat middle of the road, they just exist. And it, they, they never feel in balance. So here's the thing. Forget about balance. Forget about trying to achieve some immeasurable balance. Because you could take the same math equation in your head. You take 5 plus 15 is 20. So if you work 5 hours one day and 15 hours the other day, that's 20 hours in two days. But if you work 10 hours and 10 hours the next two days, that's still 20 hours in two days, but that's a completely different experience. So instead of trying to achieve balance, so the frustration is that you're, you're forcing yourself into finding something, all this work-life balance junk that's out there, all these books, all these blogs, all these episodes like this, telling people to go, go find balance. You need balance. You need work-life balance. You need whatever. And it's never balanced. Instead of doing that, what I want you to do is to design your life around the law practice and what you want in your life. So the problem people have, what makes people frustrated, whether it's with their spouse or their kids or their job or their business, whatever it is, when people get frustrated, most of the time you could boil it down to expectations. Now, people talk about communications and this and that. All this stuff is so, so important, but it all leads to expectations. If I'm coming home from the office and I tell my wife I'm going to be home at seven and I am home at nine instead and she doesn't hear from me until the garage door opens, she's going to be nervous, upset. Uh, she's going to be wondering what happened to me. She'll be worried. But if that same day, at 6.30, I call and say, hey, I got delayed. I'm going to be home at 9 instead. When I show up at 9, her expectations were for me to show up at 9. So she's not upset or worried or nervous because I came home at 9. She's worried, upset, or nervous because she thought I was coming home at 7 and I didn't. I came home at 9. So how does this work in our business lives? I was one of the worst at setting boundaries around my law practice. I was so motivated, so laser focused on saying yes at work that I struggled a lot with saying no, uh, with putting boundaries and saying, no, this is family time. But instead of searching for balance, you can search for taking some time and putting some boundaries around what you love to do, and being efficient with your other time. If you really, really look at your day, you spend 10 days in the office or 10 hours in the office, you look at those 10 hours, unless there's a big deadline or something going on, a lot of people really don't do full 10 hours of focused, intense work in those 10 hours. Sometimes it's two hours, sometimes it's eight hours, sometimes it's six. But if you could focus and you spend more time working when you're at work, you can take those 10 hours many times and compress them down. 
Now, I understand the frustrations, especially as young lawyers or people who are not in charge of a case, senior associates, junior associates, counsel, even junior partners, sometimes you're sitting around waiting for the senior partner or someone else who is in charge, a team leader or something like that, to review something, get back to you. You really can't leave because you have to wait around for it, especially when you're on deadline. But if you're swor- if you're if you're searching for for balance, that's going to frustrate you. If instead you say, "What do I want my life to look like?" Forget about work for now. If you reverse the transaction, instead of searching for balance, what do I want my life to look like? And then you take that and you see how your current job can fit into it. So, for example, if you have three weeks vacation, you say, "Okay, how can I take these three weeks vacation?" If you have six weeks vacation, how can I take these six weeks vacation? If that is what you want to do. So then you carve those out. I have a friend. He is an author. His name is Brett Campbell. He's out of, uh, is out of, um, Australia. He's an author. He wrote a book called right now. Why not you? Why not now? And he details in there a four step plan to design your life. Now his plan isn't the perfect plan for everybody, but the point remains He tells people and gives them a system for visualizing what they want and taking the first shot at planning it. He, in fact, encourages people to plan their whole year in advance. These are the weeks I'm going to be out. This is the time I'm going to be out. If you want to join a softball league on Tuesdays, join a softball league on Tuesdays, but make sure you get your work done in the other time. You'll never measure That balance, how many hours you're at work, where does your commute fall in? If you're reading, does that personal time? Or if you're commuting because you're going to work, that's work time. Forget about that junk. Just schedule the things that make you come alive in your schedule and do everything you can to work your law practice around that. Now, some things are just unrealistic. The, The problem is, the problem comes with these expectations. I'm telling you to plan your life stuff, plan three weeks vacation, plan. Uh, I want to do a softball league. Oh, I want to go to opening day every day for, for your baseball team or something like that. That stuff's great. Sometimes it can't happen, but if you're doing as much as you can and you're structuring Tuesday evenings and Thursday evenings, I'm going to leave the office at 5 PM. That means I might have to work a little late on Monday to get the work done unless I can be more efficient. And yes, I understand we got billable hours requirements, but I would rather wake up an hour early every single day to do some things, to read, to get in my head, to feel better instead of constantly struggling to try and measure balance and just feel like I'm at the whim of the law firm or the clients or really anything else. So be proactive in your scheduling. Forget about balance. It's never going to happen and it's only going to frustrate you because when you're chasing balance, your expectations are to find some immeasurable balance. When you're not chasing balance, when instead you are chasing life design and working your law firm efficiently in a way and your law practice efficiently in a way that allows you to be loyal to what you've scheduled for yourself and your family if you have one. That's when you're going to feel better about what you are, what you become, what you're doing. I couldn't imagine. I spent 10 years in a large law firm, three years in a large international manufacturing company as in-house counsel. And when I went from the law practice to the, to the manufacturing company, 
It was so important to me that I not work weekends and that I take some of this back that I negotiated a reduction in my salary to avoid having my phone on my my email on my phone and to avoid working weekends unless it was an emergency. And that was part of the negotiations at the beginning. It was very simple. They said, I know you're coming out of a large law firm. This is what we're going to pay. I said, well, uh, that's fine. I really don't care what I get paid as long as I get these two things. And that was a way I didn't care about the money at that point. I cared about the design. And when I was there, I worked. I didn't work any less really than at the law firm, but the hours were predictable. I knew what the expectations were. I knew at 7 a.m. I was leaving my house and I knew I'd be pulling in at 7 p.m. unless everything went crazy. And in three years, maybe twice, it didn't happen. So I was there and I worked. I got everything done. I was efficient and I got home. And I got to build these businesses, these two businesses that I'm running now, and some fun stuff I do with my kids and other brands. I get to have so much fun because I set those boundaries. I didn't care about balance. I wasn't balanced. I worked just as much as at the law firm, but I did it in a way that protected the things that made me feel alive as a person. So there are all these efforts at law firms and other places to have better work-life balance. In fact, there are all these places in my old firm really touted work-life balance as being something that they were uh, really invested in for their attorneys. And I attribute a lot of that to, that's just the buzzword, but the buzzword can create frustration because we're lawyers. We like things to follow a logical progression. We like to set expectations. When we're drafting briefs, we tell them what we're going to say. We then say it. Then we get back and remind them that we said it. We like this step by step. We like things being predictable. We value that stuff. So work-life balance sets us up to fail. Personal life design, planning for the things that are really important, putting boundaries around times that are going to be your personal time and then understanding what you're going to do in there so you don't end up watching some sort of house hunters international marathon but really planning that time and i don't mean going militant on all your time and just oh this is uh 5 on a saturday this is what i'm supposed to be doing i don't mean any of that but what i do mean is that you are scheduling the important things in your personal life and making sure you get your work done in other times so that if something happens, if there's really something that you can't control that happens in your law practice, it is one out of a hundred times. It is not your, it's not the typical for you. When I was practicing law, I would refuse to commit to things. My wife would call me up and say, Hey, next Wednesday, uh, my cousin's in town. You think we can go out to dinner? And I would freeze up. I'd get so nervous that we weren't going to be able to make it because work. So I'd say something to the effect of, yeah, except work might, you know, I don't know what work's going to be like that day. And in her head, she's saying, hey, yeah, but you're the second most important thing in this conversation. The most important thing is work. But almost every single time I was able in that day to hustle, be efficient and get my work done and make dinner, literally like 90 out of every hundred times, if not more, I would make these things that I would say, yeah, but if work gets in the way, I will say no. So I would disappoint my wife and myself. I'd feel terrible. I'd get into this emotional pretzel 
trying to position ourselves or trying to lay the foundation for if something were to go wrong. And really, I was just emotionally in a pretzel and my wife was just feeling frustrated. But if I had just said yes, and the one or two or five times out of a hundred that there was actually an emergency that at work that I couldn't make something, my wife would understand. Hey, he comes all the time. He is there every single time. Sometimes things happen. So anyhow, this is what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to spend a little time this week just thinking about what's important in your personal life. What do you value? What do you want to do? What did you give up five years ago because work got too busy? What if you could build some of that back into your life and set boundaries and then be efficient in your time at work so you can make those events, so you can do those things, so you can spend that time. I want you to list three things that make you feel great as a person, because the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to wake up 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, and you're going to be telling stories about when you were younger and ran or went hiking and all that stuff, or, oh yeah, I used to play the guitar, or I used to go hiking, or I used to go rock climbing. That is not a life. What are you working for? Are you working for what if the entire time you're just fighting some immeasurable, mythical, never going to happen, out of your control, work-life balance? Stop pushing against the tide and start designing and putting boundaries around just three things that you can measure and that you can protect three blocks of time during a week. It might be your entire weekend. It might just be Sundays. It might just be Saturdays. It might be Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever it is in your world. And then fill those with things that make you come alive, that make you forget about problems because that is why you live. All right. That's it for the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. If you want to join me in the mastermind, the doors are not open um, all the time. So it depends on when you're listening to this. I open them up and I close it while I invest into the mastermind folks and to helping them set and achieve goals that they establish that are meaningful to them. So if you want to get on the waiting list, go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash mastermind. And in the meantime, join me in the free Facebook community where we have dozens of lawyers from around the world. As of this recording, we're going to grow that to have so much value for each other. Go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash free Facebook group to go right in there today. We'll see you next time.